If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You know what it is. Welcome back to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle, where we put the fun in functional fantasy analysis. I'm your host, the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez. With me, as always, is my man, Matty Mo Money Mo Dika. Matt, I got to tell you, I've been waiting for the week where there was like a lot of injuries, and it feels like this one was kind of it. I mean, there are names up and down that got banged out, you know, at the running back position. Obviously, Javante Williams will talk about wide receivers, though. I mean, Evans with a hammy, Higgins with his rib, uh, Devontae Adams got hurt, but then came back. And we got a couple of quarterbacks, I think, that are banged up, you know, in Pittsburgh and with the Chargers. I know mm -hmm. Herbert was able to kind of come back, wore a protective glove or whatever it was, but it was noticeable. I think we do actually have some injuries and impacts of them to discuss this week. Hopefully you steered clear over the injury bug, though, Matty. Um, you know, you, you're never going to steer clear, especially if you do uh... – you do multiple leagues and stuff. Sure. But, you know, it's been that case where, like, Dobbins really hurt me. But, you know, you got to build a bigger team. You know, you got to build a, a – not bigger, uh, a deeper team. Right. And you got to have some depth, especially the bye weeks are here. You got four this week. You got two next week. Then you got six in week seven. Mm. And then week eight, there's none. And then right, week nine through 11, there's four each week. Week 12, there's none. And then week 13, there's six. It's kind of like really odd the way they did it. <laughs> it is. And I got to tell you something, you know, those mm -hmm. week 13 buys, I like because by the time we reach week 13, I'm already going to know if I'm competitive, if I'm a playoff team or not. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I look for like defenses that have that buy late in the season. So I just don't got to worry about it every week and build that extra, have that extra roster spot. I have a lot of... um Cleveland Browns defense because you know I've been big on them mm -hmm. since the start of the season they have a bye in week five and so I'm really thinking like do I add a second defense or do I cast I would. Aside the Browns team I, I would hello I would add I a second defense up, I picked them up last week uh anywhere else they were still available mm -hmm. that I can get my hands on them I had them in a few spots as well so I I and I, and I went aggressive I mean they lost that game because they had no offense Right. I mean, Lamar Jackson basically single-handedly beat them. He played fantastic. Uh, but I think that defense is really good. Uh, the injury to Miles seems minor. They right. said after the bar, he should yeah. be fine. So, so you would continue to roster the Browns defense and get a second defense for this one bye week as opposed to kind of that, you know, fifth running back, that sixth wide receiver. Like you would drop your maybe – bench tight end or someone at the low end of your bench and get the second defense to be in the brown stead this week is that what i'm hearing uh yes i mean if i have if i have a good tight end sure and even if i had a good backup i mean i think the browns after this week you just ride them okay even in game they're gonna lose they're, they're gonna get sacks they're gonna get interceptions yeah. and right. they're gonna win you some weeks all right so, so i mean look if you can't you can't i understand let's say you just crushed with injuries and right. can't happen, then that's understandable. Yeah, but you mentioned it. The buys are here, and so depth will be tested mm -hmm. over the next couple of months to be sure. And then, listen, we do have injuries. I reeled off some of them. I got to ask you, you know, of these quarterbacks, right, Kenny Pickett, 
in Pittsburgh. You got Herbert with the Chargers. What kind of impact do you see maybe to some of these skill position players on the Steelers or on the Chargers? I also saw uh, Fryermuth went down with a hammy also in Pittsburgh. So maybe it's even more of our good Jalen Warren season in Pittsburgh. What do you think about these situations where we've got banged up quarterbacks? Well, with Kenny Pickett, I mean, in my notes, the Steelers just can't get a damn first down. It's I mean, true. this this ineptitude after four weeks. And, I mean, losing Pickett still hurts. I mean, he shouldn't be rostered, any, you know, right. anything outside of like a super flex, in, in, in my opinion. But, you know, you got guys like Pickens that, you know, he takes a major exactly. hit. Uh, I mean, Fryermuth, he got knocked out. I mean, the Steelers... I mean, they're really reeling right now. It's, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't shocked that they lost that game. I was shocked how dominated they were in that game. I mean, the Texans just whooped yeah. their ass. Listen, and we've been talking about this, I don't know, for what, three weeks straight here on the Fantasy Freestyle that we were impressed with Stroud and the passing game. last week to get him. Of the Houston Texans. Yeah, I mean, if you can get C.J. Stroud out there, let's say you had, um, you know, a picket as your QB2. Let's say, you know, you're concerned or you have a bye week quarterback coming up. If C.J. Stroud. Joe Burrow. There you go. (laughs) Absolutely. If C.J. Stroud is available and he is in about half of Yahoo leagues still, I remember talking about averaging 300 yards a game. He did it again. Averaging 40 attempts, you know, and they put it on that Steelers defense. And I think. I I think Nico Collins is. Still open right now. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Yeah, I mean, he's, you're absolutely right. And and listen, I had I had a CJ Stroud alternate passing total in my uh, parlay this week. I had Stroud going for over 250, and the Houston Texans at home plus three and a half, and uh, those came in. We have been lauding the Houston pass game, and I do think CJ Stroud right now. By the way, he's also the favorite for the NFL Rookie of the Year award um, over Bijan Robinson. You play to win the game. Well, can we touch on the Chargers real quick? Yeah, yeah, sorry, uh, I forgot that. We talked about the Steelers. With, but with uh, Herbert. Yeah. From what I mean, I was watching that game, and he had that glove contraption thing. Right, right. But I was listening. I, I don't listen to the fantasy uh, radio on Sirius. I listen to the NFL uh, radio. I think that's fantastic, mm-hmm. especially in the afternoon. They have some really good shows. And Dr. David Chow was on, and he said he wouldn't be surprised if he got like a um, – a surgery on his non-throwing hand just because it will he has the bar this week and sure. it, you know it'll put it in place you know so i don't think it's anything major he threw that 51 yard pass did uh to palmer the palmer down the I left mean, side to end it. i still don't understand which is they made the interception and he just went down and he went down so, right which like gave ultimately turn that to the house. Possibly. Absolutely. He well, thought about it, that they would be able to burn the clock, but they wouldn't be able to no, just run the way clock. Too much time and and the Raiders got was... like another, would have had another possession, but then Herbert did throw it down. The side I had a sweat there. I had, I had the charges in the um, money line parlay, hmm. but thankfully they held on. Seattle closed it out last night. Yeah, but that was insane. I was like, "Why did this guy go down?" <laughs> Do you expect any um, downgrade for a for a Keenan Allen? We were talking about a guy like Everett at the tight end position. Do you expect? You know, I mean, after the Chargers come back, do you expect any? Um, you know ding in performance out of Herbert that would be important to note for their kind of pass catchers and other fantasy assets. 
I don't think so from what I was listening. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, but from what I heard and stuff, it doesn't sound like that. Obviously, you still want, you know, you got to grip it. So I think they lucked out having the buy. Usually you don't want an early buy. For them, it was like perfect timing. Yeah, it did. I also think, you know, and they made, it sounds like you and I were both watching that game. Um, They also made the point in the telecast, part of the reason that Herbert threw the ball down the left sideline there was because he couldn't take snaps from under center, potentially, Mm -hmm. you know, and you think about that short yardage uh, in vogue right now is the idea of the the push play. Uh, I think in Philly, they're calling it the the brotherly shove uh, there, but he couldn't Mm -hmm. take a snap, you know, so he had to stay in shotgun. He had to still throw it down, but you know, I mean, I, something definitely to monitor. And yeah. if you have like a Herbert, again, if a Stroud is out there still, mm-hmm. Sam Howell had a nice nice bounce back. I mean, really, the only bad week Sam Howell had was against the Bills. And the Bills' right. uh, uh, defensive line totally dominated Washington's offensive line. And Washington was moving the ball down the field, but the game got out of hand. He threw some right. picks, you know, in the end zone. They fought, you know. And a lot of people are going to get blown out by the Buffalo Bills this year, to be honest. So I don't necessarily make that as a knock on Sam Howell. But you're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle, Dane Martinez, Matty Modica. Be sure to download us, subscribe to us anywhere you can get your podcast, representing the Cloud 10 Podcast Network, as always. But listen, a few wide receiver uh, injuries. Evans goes down with a hammy. Higgins with a rib issue. Um, I mentioned Devontae Adams. He did come back. Are there any, what's your level of concern about this? I mean, I know you have been back in this T Higgins for a long time. You know, Mm -hmm. even in our draft season, you were talking about how you think Higgins really is a very high level wide receiver too. You were kind of all in on this Bengals offense. They continue to, whether it's uh, Burrow with the injury or underperformance here. And now Higgins is banged up. Is that, the biggest wide receiver injury in your opinion? I see Evans, I see Higgins, I see D Adams, well, maybe I among think, others. I think maybe it's Devontae Adams, depending mm. upon he came back into the game. He did. And he I think he said like post-game. I, I just had a nutted up. Mm. I, I don't know, maybe they gave him a shot. But Toradol is a beautiful he, thing, Maddie. Toradol yeah. is a beautiful thing. He got slammed into that, uh, you know. So, I mean, I, I'm going to watch and see his status because I was shocked he came back into that game. Yeah. I was really surprised by that. I mean, he's just a hell of a player and all that and much respect to him. But, uh, I mean, Higgins, like we said, week one, he got all those targets. He didn't catch it, all the air yards, bounced back and killed. Week three was just horrible. He couldn't catch the damn ball. Forget about it. And then, I mean, what a – horrific performance by this Bengals team at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I mean, for them to get blown out like that was catastrophic. I think the only person, you know, that's really startable is Chase. It's Chase, okay. And, you know, even then, you're not looking at him as your wide receiver one. <laughs> you, Fair you enough. Know, right now. I mean, Joe Burrow has, what, thrown two touchdowns all season mm-hmm. he does not look right the line isn't good enough you know he can't move around yep he, you know he's not getting you know you were right about that uh you know lingering lingering and it did and you know what they were probably better off shutting him down for the first four weeks they probably could have went one and three yeah they could have done this anyway right yeah. and then they, feel a little they, bit more comfortable they could have put this product out there 
Uh, saying he's going to try and play through it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, look, if I have to, if Higgins plays, and he's my best option, especially with the buys, like you don't have Godwin this week. This is true. Stuff. This is true. And right. Evans, Evans' injury sounds minor from what I hear. It sounds uh, minor. I saw him on the bike trying to, you know, loosen himself up on the sideline. But I mean, Higgins right now, it's, and the one good thing I did do is I split up Higgins and, the current wide receiver one. It was a tough choice for me. Uh, of course, I mean, I do love Higgins, but I was a big Keenan Allen guy, so at right. least I got that part. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Keenan you even got Allen a right now, touchdown <laughs> out of Keenan Allen. So let me ask He's you. got one less than Joe Burrow. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, let me ask you this as we kind of, you know, in the same situation, spin it forward a little bit to the waiver wire. In a normal situation, I would be asking you, oh, the Cincinnati prolific passing game, the next man up. What do you think about a guy like Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd is only on rosters in 37% of leagues. He has had seven or more targets in the last three games, you know, but the question is, you know, it used to be an easy answer, right? Like, give me the second best wide receiver on the Cincinnati Bengals offense, and I'll take him all day long. That's why, you know, T. Higgins was in that spot for a long time. Now, Higgins, like you said, may try to play through it, thinking it's just a pain tolerance issue, right? But Boyd, like I said, has gotten seven or more targets in his last three, could assume a bigger role. But do you trust that offense enough to kind of go on the waiver wire and get a guy like Tyler Boyd? That's a easy. I do not trust it right now. I okay. mean, and I guess like you said, I'm a big Bengals guy, I'm a big Joe Burrow guy. You know, their receivers, Jason Hagen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Boyd has been a consummate pro. Sure. But he, I mean, he looks kind of washed. <laughs> he doesn't look that great this year. But again, you got DK's on a bye. You got the Tampa Bay Bucks. So say you had DK and Godwin or DK and Evans, and that's two guys out. I mean, you know, guys I'm looking at. I mentioned him last week as like Adam Thielen. I yeah. mean, if, you know, he's out there in his, in his last three weeks, he's got 31 targets, 25 yards and two touchdowns. He's averaging over 10 targets, over eight receptions, 92 yards and almost a touchdown a game. So, I mean, as pitiful as Bryce Young's dot is, I mean, the guy's throwing, you know, for the most part, short passes. He's a guy you got to consider this week. Yeah. Uh, I will I mean, say Adam uh, Thielen moved up, okay? He is on rosters in 81% okay, of the right now. We talked about him last week. He continued to perform in that revenge game against the Minnesota Vikings. I think he wound up with seven catches. All I know is he had more than four and a half because that's the prop that I bet him to go <laughs> over. But, yeah, so who are some other wideouts that you may that you may be considering then? Uh, I'm going to consider Michael Wilson. I mean, it looks like hmm. Hollywood and him. Michael Wilson had a really nice game. I watched a lot of that. Uh, I mean, the NFL gives you all the games at 1 p.m. It's so yeah. stupid. So I watched a lot of the San Francisco game, and I had my eye on the Chargers Raiders. But he played really well. Uh, he, Him and Hollywood are, are the pass catchers. And – so has I'll, he I'll throw has he leapfrogged your guy Rondell Moore? Because I know Rondell Moore was a guy you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean Rondell early Moore. On. He was in the slot. Maybe they were going to use him the best. I, I really thought in like July, August, yeah. Rondell Moore was going to be a thing. Right. But you had to cut Rondell Moore weeks okay. ago. I know he had that handoff play. That yeah, went for a touchdown. House, right. But that was, you know. That, so you that think that Michael Wilson is the number two for the Cardinals? 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think it's him in Hollywood. And he, you want to hear a crazy stat? Zach Ertz has mm. more points than Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, it's, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> to be quite and honest. Zach Ertz dropped what would have been a touchdown. So if you bet the Cardinals, you had to be pretty pissed at the end of that game. It's true. They would have covered. They would have. That would have gotten them within, I think, the 14 like and a half or whatever it was. In the back of the yep. Oh, trust so, me on that one to be sure. I mean, you talk yeah. about tight ends. You mentioned Pitts. I'm going to ask you if, like, Pitts is actually the second best fantasy tight end on his own team <laughs> on the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. But let's stick. I mean, let's stick with the crazy. wide receivers here. Let's stick with the it, wide receivers here okay. for we a should, second. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, Michael Wilson. Yep. I, I think you have to add, especially against this Bronco team, outside of the game versus the Rams, where they got some sacks and stuff. Uh, they're playing very competitive. You got to give a shout out to that coach. He's got mm-hmm. this team really, really playing with heart. And you know, if Jameson Williams is out there, he yes. is more of like the the long term play. Okay, you're looking at him as he's going to be a, probably a role player to begin with. He's got to like you know earn his way back. Mm-hmm. But as far as talent goes, that's out there. You know, I, I and I know the Lions are running the ball a lot more. But, I mean, he's a guy that you put on your bench and you see, like, obviously if you have that option. If you really yeah. need something this week, I mean, you got to go feeling Wilson. Those are the top two, in right. uh, my opinion. I'll also let you know, by the way, uh, a shot of J-Mo, Jameson Williams, is available in two-thirds of leagues. And just a note, mm-hmm. a lot of people going into the season, at least, we thought he was going to be out through week six because of the suspension. Then the NFL kind of uh, changed the policy and cut his suspension to only four yes. games. So Williams is available. If he was kind of on your radar, but you thought maybe you had another week or so before kind of... The public got on it. The suspension is over for Jameson Williams. That's important to note. A few other guys, uh, due diligence guys Mm -hmm. that I like to say also. Um, You still got Romeo Dubs in Green Bay. Um, That's insane. I mean, Romeo Dubs had scored 18 points in three of his four games. And he wasn't really healthy the first couple of games. And he continued to be targeted, even though Watson was back in there. Uh, Yes, but I do think that's going to change a bit. I I, I like Dobbs. I was I was in on Dobbs, and 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 I do like him. Mm -hmm. But he was on a pitch count. Uh, I think you're going to see Watson's workload increase. They have to increase Aaron Jones' workload. I mean, AJ Dillon is. I I mean, for a guy of that size, and you think power and stuff. I, I I don't get it. That's a fugazi. Forget about it. The biggest running back injury, Matt, was over in Denver. Uh, Javante Williams goes down with a hip. They are saying he may miss some time, but this is the interesting part for me, okay? Because I know you've been talking about Samaji P. Ryan. There's also this rookie, uh, McLaughlin, right? I mean, this guy has the NCAA all-time record. For in in my opinion, it is J- Jaleel week. If you want to crown him, then crown their ass. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. I mean, this guy amassed over 8,100 rushing yards in college. And I, I, you say it's Jaleel Week, and I don't disagree with you. I think he is a top level ad. I guess my question is what do you view this not just in the short term, right? Because, okay, we know Javante may miss a week, two weeks, even three weeks, right? But I sometimes don't, you know, bid my full fab budget, or I'm going to use the word, 
prioritize these guys in the waivers <laughs> if I'm like, oh, this may be just a two-week thing, right? Like, if Javante comes back come, you know, Halloween, then did I just blow my waiver priority or half my budget on someone who's just going to go back to a smaller role once Javante comes back? What do you forecast? Not only it's Jaleel week, but what do you think it looks like kind of in the medium term for the Denver run game as well? Uh, I mean, I think Javante was kind of losing snaps going into last weekend. He got dinged up. I've heard it's not as serious. He may miss a little time. He might not miss time. So I don't know what's going on there. Right. But surprisingly, Samaj P. Ryan has been like irrelevant on this team. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The Bengals should try and get him back because he was good on that team. There you and go. He, was, you know, the Bengals so pass game could kid. use him for dump down yeah. when Burrow has no time to throw. Yeah. Hello. I look at a kid that looked, you know, just by the eye test, looked really good. Okay, it was the Bears defense. You can say that. But he, he's been used sparingly around the other games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he's going to catch some passes. I, I, I think he's going to be more involved this weekend. I know it's a Jets defense, but they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to pass him more. Yeah. And, and I'll also I, say I this. Looking at it, the Broncos you know, target their running backs at the third mm-hmm. highest rate in the NFL. That's something Sean Payton has always done, right? Think about it even in New Orleans, what Kamara yeah. was as a back I mean, out of the backfield. That was an appealing part of Javante Williams as well. So I think, like you said, Jaleel could get this kind of passing game work. And I think that's another boost to his kind of candidacy for being a waiver wire ad. I, I mean, I'm not saying blow your whole budget on it, but okay. I, I would be competitive and in, in this situation, I don't know what if the hip injury is worse or what if they right. want to give him an extra week or two. And like P Ryan hasn't emerged. I thought if anything, P Ryan would have emerged and he, it just hasn't happened so far. So I'm looking at what's transpired over four weeks and his kids look the best. So he is a more of a smaller type guy, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I, I would, you know, I'm so what are we talking? 20%? Thirty percent, something like that. Yeah, yeah. that 20, 30% rate. I mean, it's all going to be based on what is your running back situation. I mean, I drafted right. a lot of Dobbins. He's gone. I have a lot of Saquon. He's Saquon. Saquon hasn't played in a couple of weeks. He's not a guarantee to play this week. Hopefully, he does right. for Giants and for fantasy. But you know, there's a, there's a lot going on. So I mean, to me, I I, I got to make that move. He is, and when you look out there, there's really nothing. I hear you. What else are you picking up? So I got well, I got one I got one notion for you, and this is a guy who is only on rosters in a quarter of leagues, and this is a guy who outsnapped who we thought the leading back was last week. Also ran four more routes than who we thought was the leading back. I'm going to Carolina about Chuba Hubbard, okay? Mm-hmm. Because Chuba, like I said, outsnapped Miles Sanders thirty eight to thirty two. Ran seventeen routes to Miles Sanders thirteen routes, okay? And I know. Listen, Carolina was in a quasi-competitive game. That's what I would kind of expect. What do you think about a guy like Chuba Hubbard? Is he more diamond in the rough or Fugazi, someone to forget about? Forget about. Uh, I mean, I, I think he's definitely a bench running back. I mean, right. I play in deeper leagues, so I'll, I'll put that carrot sure. there. But, I mean, I never bought into Miles Sanders was going to have this, you know, bell cow workload in Carolina. He was going to catch 50 pitch. I never bought into that. So I don't have any Sanders. I have some. I have some Chuba. Uh, 
Do you think his role could grow, I think, I would say, over, say, the month of October? Because I was surprised that he was on the field more than Sanders. Well, they did say going into the game, Sanders was somewhat banged up. Okay. But he played. So, you know, and it wasn't, you said, it was a competitive game. I I just, I don't think Truby's going away. I don't know how much it's going to increase, you know. But he's a guy that, you know, if Sanders goes down, I think, you know. So, to me, he's definitely a... A running back that should be on benches and you know stuff like that. Yeah, especially with the bye weeks and injuries. Who are some other running backs that are on your radar for this week, Maddie? I mean, in my leagues, there's really not much. I mean, last week I tried on Wednesday and then again Saturday with my two waivers of Auckland. I tried getting Keaton Mitchell mm, we talked on every about team. Him, yeah. You know, I got a Justice Hill on a lot. Hill and Edwards have been separated. Hill had the turf toe. He missed week three. Came back last week. He had 33 yards. Then he fumbled the ball. So that was mm-hmm. not what you wanted to see. Uh, and this kid Mitchell, he should be activated. Let's see. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't get a shot. I mean. They got to give him a chance form, over Melvin Gordon and Kenyon Drake, though, right? Get some new legs in there. I, I, I would think so. I know Melvin Gordon had uh, like a 33-yard play, so hopefully that doesn't lead to anything <laughs> more. But, I mean, I would think so. The kid at least flashed in the preseason. Again, it's preseason, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but, I mean, I, I'm just looking at good offenses. I want winners. Another guy in deeper formats. Not the regulars, but okay. in deeper. Uh, he hasn't played. But, you know, Kyron Williams – can he sustain this workload? Mm. I mean, the guy, he had two touchdowns. I think he had career yards and uh, yep. yardage. Uh, Zach Evans, if ever gets the opportunity, maybe he's more of a, he's for like standard type, like 16, 15 rounds. Right. He's like a watch list kind of guy. Because okay. if something does happen to Williams, I think yeah. he's the guy, not Rivers. And that. I, I, I think Evans at least has that potential to, to flash. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting. I mean, who would have had on their bingo card come August that Kyron Williams would be a bell cow, <laughs> you oh, know? And you, you want to look even crazy here. I'm looking here. It's like him and Zach Kyron, Moss, right? That are like Kyron Williams two. has the third most points for running backs. Wow, uh, he's only one point four ahead of Devin Achan. Wow, <laughs> A Chan, <laughs> as it wants to be called, right? A Chan. Yes. Uh, I like A-Chain so much better. It's yeah, like, well, his mama a- calls A-Chain. it. The mama says yes. it's A-Chain. Then exactly. It's A-Chain, you know? um, but uh, no, I think you're right, and that's a good offense to target. Um, and if Williams does go down, you know, kind of he has been performing as that bell cow. You know, to your point about the um, great offenses, I've said it a few times. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is supposed to mm-hmm. potentially come off of IR. You know, this is the four weeks, so he may come off of IR. And listen, I'm trying to get any piece I can of that yes. Miami offense. You know what I mean? Uh, and, I and most are, and uh, of course, but yeah, I mean, most has been a beast, but he did, uh, he didn't have his best game Sunday. I know no, I'm he a big he only had like fan. seven yards rushing, and I usually don't have one game like on, on, on the big screen. You have the multi-view right. with the Sunday ticket. But I had the Bills, Dolphins on the big screen. And, you know, Mostert fumbled twice. A-Chain just looks fantastic. Yep. Not that Mostert's going away. But, yeah, Jeff Wilson, I think like two weeks ago, I was able to get him. He was available in one of my leagues. I tried getting him, but he went for, uh, I think, a couple hundred dollars. And right. he's not even active. And yet. he's not right, right. 
But to your no. point, that's just getting a piece of a great offense. And yes. you know, listen, I agree with you. I think um, Achan is ascending as a rookie, to be sure. But Wilson will have a role, some kind of role. And I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take any piece of that Dolphins offense I can get. I want winners. What's crazy is Achan, Achan basically played two games. Right. The, the other game he was active. He had like one touch yeah, in the game. Like really snap yeah. So in like two games, he has 80 points. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, it I mean, helps where in one of those games, the Dolphins scored 70 points. Two I mean, and he basically is perfect for that offense. Yes, yeah, speed, they speed, speed. To, They basically drafted him in the third round and, you know. Yep. So. So let me ask you, as we go over to the tight ends, uh, Friar Muth got banged up. We talked about, you know, Kyle Pitts. I got two names for you real quick. Um, one of them is Jake Ferguson in Dallas. Um, he's rostered on what I saw was 57% of leagues. So you can still get him if you need to because of a buy or, you know, Friar Muth. I mean, he's had seven targets and three of his four. I think, you know, you think about what Dalton Schultz did last year in that kind of role. And that's, you know, that's. That's startable, especially in the bye week. So if you need a guy, Ferguson. And then I'd ask you about Jonu Smith, <laughs> man, who in Atlanta yeah, has more targets, more receptions than Kyle Pitts. I mean, in the last three weeks, he's had 15 catches on 20 targets. Like, is this for real? Is this more of a dig <laughs> to Kyle Pitts? Like, how do we handle? And I mean, I've seen back in Tennessee, in New England, Jonu Smith has been viable at times. Is he potentially a waiver ad, or do you just think that it's just more concern for Pitts now that Jonu Smith is really getting more targets than Pitts? Forget about it. Well, I mean, I, I think he's a waiver ad for okay. need like a tight end this week and stuff. As you said, the last three games, he's got 20 targets, 15 catches, 179 yards. That's in his last three games. Remember, he played for Arthur Smith in Tennessee. Sure did. Uh, Kyle Pitts, in four games, has 21 targets, so one more target. He has 11 catches, four less catches, and 121 yards. But the thing is, I mean, Jonu could actually help Pitts. The problem with Pitts, mm -hmm. if you watch these games, is Desmond Ritter is just abysmal. I mean, with, with Zach Wilson's game on Sunday night, I think Desmond Ritter – now might be the takes worst the, the, Takes the new mantle, okay. He takes the mantle. Because, I mean, you just watch this kid and the missed opportunities. Like, and you want Pitts to be like a slot guy. You don't want him playing regular tight end. You want right. him in the slot, going right. deep through the seam. So, I mean, at some point, I, I think after this weekend, if, if, if Atlanta doesn't get it done, maybe you see Heineken. I mean, at some point, he's got to say, He's got to say, I got these offensive Weapons. weapons in London, Pitts, and we Shot. can't move the damn ball. I yeah. mean, he threw what? Uh, Ritter threw the pick six, then he threw a pick the very next play. I mean, mm -hmm. that game, an, an interesting take from that game, which is what we're talking about, yeah. is Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, in the first half against the Colts, had seven catches, 92 yards, and a touchdown. In his last three and a half games, so the second half of that and the other three right. has 19 targets, eight receptions, 119 yards, and a touchdown. So, I mean, it was kind of crazy because Zay Jones was out. And I know they wanted to focus on Ridley and try and take him out. He got the touchdown on the busted play, and a touchdown cures a lot of ills. Does. But Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk got 20 targets. 
Calvin Ridley got to. So, you know, maybe you could say we'll they basically tried taking him out of the game plan and all that. Right. If he's getting and that attention and then Trevor's just going alpha number one. It doesn't matter. Right. If you're a true alpha like that and a target monster, if you're Devontae Adams, it doesn't matter what coverage you're seeing. Stefan Diggs is still getting his targets regardless. And by the way, with that Atlanta team, they come back across the pond, real uh, scheduling quirk. They do not have a bye. They are home this week. A lot of teams have chosen the Houston Texans. And uh, we've been talking about that Houston pass game. So Atlanta's going to have to do something in order to keep up. You know, so I mentioned a couple of tight ends. You have any other tight ends on the roster? I mentioned, you know, John Smith. Is and, out uh, there. Ferguson. I'm picking up Zach Ertz. Okay, we've Zach been talking Ertz about has him. Two games with with with, a, with eleven points, and again, like I said, he should have had a touchdown on, in in that last minute of the game. He, like he just came out of his hand. He couldn't believe he dropped it. Right. <laughs> he was, so I mean, not that Zach Ertz isn't sexy. He really can't move around. Nope. But, but he's getting he, targets in that offense, and game script will be there. You know? If you can get double-digit points from your tight end in a non-tight end premium league, that's a win. Right? Yep. Fair enough. So uh, last question from me. You know, We talked about injuries, people who didn't finish the game. There was one other quarterback who didn't finish the game, but not because of injury. And I'm going to New England. Mac Jones, they bring in Bailey Zappi. And, you know, what do you think about this New England offense? We were excited by Kendrick Bourne after week one. We've been talking about Hunter Henry as a potential tight end guy. Um, do you think Mac Jones is going to play 16 games this year? Do you think there's a change in the offense? I know you've been big on uh, Stevenson. Zeke Elliott is there. What does it mean that Mac got benched against Dallas? I mean, I, I, I wasn't a big Ron Dory guy as far as drafting. I think I got like one share in all my drafts. Okay. But he's a talented guy. He is extremely talented. I was just worried they weren't going to give him the workload. And that's when they had Pierre Strong. Now they brought in Zeke. And they got to get him involved. He's got to be catching passes. They got to use the tight ends more. And that offensive line isn't good. So Mac Jones threw a horrible pass across his body that mm-hmm. went for a pick six. You know, that was terrible. He got, he was trying to scramble in like, you know, in his, by the goal line, he got hit, he fumbled. That game went, that game went sideways fast. I'm not saying Matt Jones is good, but coming into last week's game, he pretty much had identical stats as Trevor Lawrence. I forget the tweets, so I forget who put it up. But they were like mirror image in like almost every category. And I just don't think this Patriots team is that good. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Neither. Now they're playing. This is a big game for them. I, I don't think Billy Zappi gives you really a chance to win. So I think you got to start Matt Jones if I'm the Patriots. It's just your best option, sure. even if it's not a good option. But this Patriots team is playing the Saints, who, I mean, Olave put one catch. He had like five targets, 146 air yards. Even more bizarre, I got to just mention this because we talked about the game. Um, what's his name? Kamara had 14 targets. Mm-hmm. He caught 13 balls mm-hmm. with 33 yards. He had <laughs> one catch for 10 yards. That means the other 12 catches for 20. Wow. How is that possible? Two yards a pop. Like, like, that math doesn't even add up. It's right. just insane. I, I had a... In a PPR format, though, I'll take those targets. We always knew Kamara out of the back. Oh, no, no. Right. I'm just saying. I, I just can't believe, you know, yeah. the, the yardage on that. That's just Absolutely. Insane. 
Real quick, anything else that's on your radar? Any guys to put on the watch list or anything like that as we wrap up Fantasy Freestyle heading into week five? Uh, I mean, top of, a guy I'll say keep an eye on, I think he's ascending in their offense, Rushy Rice. Hmm. You know, I, I think he's more, more stuff. I think he's their best receiver. Hmm. Uh, when is Marvin Mims going to get more involved? Courtney Sutton is basically a touchdown dependent guy, but Marvin Mims, he's their best, you know, he's been their best playmaker. So hopefully that ascension occurs. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I'm just looking. All right, fair uh, enough. Watch, I, I want to watch Dak this week. He had a bounce back game. But that green zone. Well, it's not going to be easy on the road in prime time in San Francisco. That's not an easy task for anybody, but we will see how that Dallas offense performs. If they're an elite team, they're going to have to handle it. That's true. They're going to have to contend with them sometime, whether it's in week five or in the month of January, to be sure. But the biggest. The Rams played them well. I mean, they they lost, but they they hung in that game. I mean, I wasn't worried about the Rams losing, but they hung in that game. All right. Fair enough. So, most important thing to remember is the Browns. Chargers, Seahawks, and Bucks are on a buy this week. Get those people out of your lineups. And if you have needs, remember, check us out here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We told you some guys you can try, and we will do it again next week. So for my man, Matty Modica, I am merely the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, drop a five-star review. You could also hit us up on Twitter with any questions you have throughout the week if uh, some of these specific guys weren't you know kind of available in your leagues or with your sit star questions what have you but we will be back next week to be sure to discuss and give you the winning edge here as we try to help you win your leagues and win that cash for my man matty modica i'm the spitting statistician dane martinez be sure to check us out on the cloud 10 podcast network this has been another edition of the fantasy freestyle we'll be back next week we out peace hello you play to win the game